Um, Friday at the end of the show, I wonder, I should have gone back. I wonder if we should have played that. It was kind of, eh, it's all right. Uh, there was a lady that called in from Sabino High School, a teacher. And um, she was very upset at, I guess, my opinion, very upset at Phil the student, who uh, talked about what happened to him as a conservative there at Sabino. Uh, so she called in and just was like, you don't understand. This is crazy. We don't have enough teachers, blah, 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 blah. We need more money, blah, 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 blah. And then another teacher called in to say money isn't going to fix the problem. There's a lot more that has to do with it. And then it was the end of the show. I said, hang on, since both of you aren't going to work on Monday because the strike, why don't you come in here? And Ryan talked to them both. They both agreed, right? Boom. And then like the lady, her, her name is Regina. Yep. She said, I'll be there, right? She's very enthusiastic about it. And she's not going to make she's it She's not today. here. She said she had to go to Phoenix for meetings with the legislator, and she has a car full of teachers, and they're all going up there. And, uh, and then she said, well, yeah. can, I, can I get another teacher from Sabino to call? We could do this over the phone. And I was like, sure. And I, I got off the phone with her like maybe five minutes ago, and she said, nobody wants to go on the, on the radio. Shocker. Hmm. Shocker. Nobody wants to stand up for it. Okay, but they want to rag on a student named Phil who has the guts to stand up for himself, and because of that, he's labeled as a jerk, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, so the other teacher that uh, said, no, that's not, th-. and listen, we gave it a chance. Not only did we give her a chance to come in here, we then said at the last minute, which we don't like to do, sure, get anybody. If, you, if that makes you feel better, anybody from Sabino could come on the show, and still nobody wanted to do it. So don't give me, well, you guys are one-sided. Give nope. me a freaking break. Well, not I, at yeah, all. Well, I, in a way, it's my side. So, yeah, fine. Well, it's your It's my side. But it's like I'm not letting you speak. Unless I find you boring as hell, then we're going to lose listeners. That I don't let you speak. So anyway, uh, the other teacher is named Rod. And Rod's here. Rod, thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Garrett. I really appreciate of it. Of course. So you you heard uh, Regina Friday, mm-hmm. and she was saying we need more money. Money's going to solve it. And I, I, I do think teachers are underpaid. I and, do, too. And everybody do thinks too. everybody's underpaid. As I said on Friday, I have never met anybody who has told me teachers are overpaid and they need a pay cut. Nobody ever. That's not even the issue. You know what? As, and and nobody that. has ever said, I think I'm overpaid no matter what industry yeah. it is. So, <laughs> right. right? So we, we, we know that. But I think that, you know, you tell me wrong. Am I wrong from my perspective where I say, fine, you want more money? Okay, fine. But where... You show me where the results are going to be. Well, How are you going to change to make it better? This is where all this testing has come from yeah. uh, as, as a way of trying to uh, quantify results, as you'd say, in business. And th- the problem is these kids today, I actually feel sorry for them because they go through more testing in one year than I went through in my entire school car- career really? through high school. It's unbelievable the amount of testing. I, it's, it's, uh, it seems like you turn around they're having one of these tests standardized tests but they're doing that to rate the school system yeah. you get a d three years in a row and they shut you down and they also give you the option as they did to uh, palo verde and to uh, santa rita they'll give you nine hundred thousand either close down turn into a charter or we'll give you nine hundred thousand dollars to turn everything around they pick a new principal and they fire everybody this you can hire back no more than 50 percent of the staff you had before oh wow and uh, they both did this, and they're both pretty much right now back to where they were. But the question I went around asking administrators and teachers were, how, what percentage would you hire back if you were in that position mm-hmm. of that new teacher? What would, what would you say as, as, a, as a... You know what? I don't know if it would be... I, I do one-on-one interviews. Here, let me just tell okay. you this, because I, I don't think there's a real good answer for that. Because you can't just give an arbitrary number, but let me yeah. ask you this. Um, when it comes to rating, and I get it, they want butts in seats, so they want, it gets them dollars. They right. want you know, to have the best school and the best this and the best that. Because it makes them look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but shouldn't they? I mean, isn't it a principal's job? They should go around and just surprise, kamikaze. Go mm-hmm. sit. As a teacher's teaching, go sit in the class. Witness it. 
I agree. Or, or have cameras in there, and so they don't even know when they're being watched, and then judge them that way. Because teachers, will, oh, everybody will put on an act for whatever manager comes in. Right. You know, that's just how it works. Right. There's no real way to grade teachers or judge them unless you see them in a day-in, day-out, real-time, real-life scenario. I suggested cameras to a, a school okay. I was at, and the response from the administration was, well, we can't do that because the teachers' union wouldn't Ugh. go for it. Although they had cameras everywhere but the bathrooms, mm-hmm. hallways, everything else. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing how kids would be caught on camera and deny that that was them or that they mm-hmm. were doing what they did. Sure. And, and this is part of the problem, as I said on Friday, about what I call not my Johnny syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, Mrs. Smith, we caught Johnny burning the school down. I said, oh, no, not my Johnny. Exactly. Johnny wouldn't do that. Yeah, but we have him on videotape here. Oh, that's not my Johnny. Johnny wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And that is the huge the starkest difference from when I was in school to the way schools are today. It's yep. just unbelievable. No accountability. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the problem. But again, from a business perspective, anyway, I did ask yep. people, and the, the response was nobody said 50% because you'd be right back where you were sure. in a couple of years. The response I got was 0 to 10%. Wow, they'd hire, they would rehire that many teachers. They'd well, say, because the, the response was, um, you know, there are some good teachers, and there are. This is not really a teacher quality problem, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think. But um, the uh, the response was zero to ten percent. I followed up and had to do some digging, but I found up found out it was about ten percent in both of those schools. So and they, they rehired. Yeah, and now they're back pretty much to where they were. But so, so there's no result, no change. Not really. Um, you you need to change the culture and the and the policies. And again, that's where I always said, and you tell me, Rod. I mean, I, I've said until parents get called out mm-hmm. by and, and and principals should have the backing of other parents. They should have the backing of the school boards. Teachers should have the backing as well where, you know what, it's okay for you to say to the parent, you need to do a better job making sure your kid does their work. I couldn't agree with you more. You know? I couldn't agree and with you And then nobody should be afraid of backlash or whatever. It, it shouldn't happen that way. No, I agree with you. Um, the, the, <clears throat> what teachers will tell you, though, is, is that you always meet the, stu- the, the, uh, the parents of the good students. And the ones you really want to talk to never come never for show the up. open house. And that's what I'm saying. There's no way to really judge teachers in that aspect. So it, I get yeah. it. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So I guess you tell me, I, whereas teachers keep saying we want more money, we need more money, money's going to solve this. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Well, again, they should get raises. But here's my problem as I raised on, on uh, Friday at TUSD. 60 cents of every dollar it, that TUSD gets goes towards administration. The other 40% goes to teachers and building and facility maintenance. Now, you tell me a business that operates on a, mm-hmm. on a, on a business model like that. That's, that's crazy. So my point is, it's kind of back to 40%. Now, you, here's your 20%. Bingo. Problem solved. But instead, and last week you had on two people that were in the education business, and it is a business, mm-hmm. let's be honest. But both of them said, uh, Riggs, I think mm-hmm. his name is, they both touted their business background, yet they didn't raise this point. They're talking about what? Raising taxes, etc. Mm-hmm. And that's not the solution. There's plenty of money there. They just need to reallocate this. So again, you want looking back at the budget and saying, let's mm-hmm. let's use it more wisely. You know Because it's a ridiculous amount of money that it, all these schools It's get. incredible, yeah. and it's, it's being wasted on administration. It mm-hmm. really is. I'm okay. sorry, I'm not anti-administration. You have to have some administration. But in, you know, and the kids asked me this and I went through it with them. In a, in a retail business, you normally net 8 to 10 percent, mm-hmm. right? In a service business, 25 to 30 percent. Okay, let's split the difference. Give 20 percent to administration, even 30 percent. You've still got another 30 percent there to work with. It mm-hmm. already exists. and. Okay. The dirty little secret, I think, as you pointed out, is all these uh, salaries are determined by the local school districts anyway. 
Which is not the worst thing in the world. Isn't that competition? No, that's fine. Right? That's fine. I'm a big proponent of uh, of vouchers all the way across the board. Wherever Choice, you competition. Sit. Absolutely. That and makes it, everybody do their job better. And it is a business. This is the problem. A lot of these administrators and people are stuck into the old days where we had, they basically had a monopoly. Mm-hmm. It's not true anymore. Public schools are competing against private schools, against charters. Um, it's just a different world, and I think they need to wake up to that. And I guess maybe, you know, do principals and administrators start out the right way in their careers with the right cause, and they do it because they love and they want to educate and things like that, and then over time they get kind of diverted? Cynical. Cynical in that aspect, (laughs) yes, where they say, I don't care anymore, I just want to get the right the right amount of kids in seats so we continue funding and things like that, when they really should say, you know what, if there's a bad teacher, I'm going to find that teacher, replace that teacher. Because that, that's what happens. Like, in, in where I am, I, I ask all kinds of neighbors. I ask kid, you know, parents on the, my kid's baseball team, soccer team, what do you think of this school? What do you think of this school? What do you think? And they all, they're all honest. They, you know what, the principal fights for this. They do that. They, we've had a great experience here, a great experience there. Mm-hmm. And it's because the principal demands it, the mm-hmm. teachers do it, otherwise they're gone. You know, it should, shouldn't it's it correct. be that way? It's like, I, why, why, are, why are principals afraid of this? Well, does it work that way in business? Yes, it does. Well, why shouldn't it work yeah. that way in the schools? Mm-hmm. I'm, you brought up something else. I don't want to get to this one mm-hmm. on the other side real quick, because I know you have to get to you. You're actually going to work today. Yes. Okay. Um, and again, uh, Rod is a teacher, and he's here in, in uh, Tucson. He's on uh, KNST AM 790. Um, I, you brought up the fact that TUSD will not hire. They have all these openings because they will not hire Yes. Non-certified teachers. Yes. And I, I went back and researched this, and one of the good things Ducey did is that if we have a teacher shortage, if there's somebody that has expertise in the field, absolutely, let them teach. I want to get mm. your take on that, because wow. TUSD will not do it. Vale did, and Vale filled all kinds. I mean, Vale seems to be doing well, right? The Vale Unified yeah, School District. School, yeah. yeah. And they had no problem hiring dozens and dozens of non-certified people to teach. We'll get to that coming up in five. Don't go anywhere. It's KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. We're going to continue because we get paid to do that. It's going to be uh, mid to upper 80s today, but the weather is going to uh, cool off for the rest of this week. But then by next week, by by the weekend, upper 90s. Uh, we'll be in May by then. We'll be in May by tomorrow, so enjoy it. Uh, continuing with Rod right now. Uh, and Rod is a teacher, and he said, listen, it's not just about it. It, it, it. Again, he reacted to a woman named Regina, who was from Sabino, who was very upset at this Phil, this student named Phil. The, the whole show and the whole interview I did with Phil is on KNST.com. It's on my Facebook page. You can hear it if you missed it on Friday. He is a conservative kid that was attacked and called names by teachers, by administration at Sabino High School. That's what he talked about that. And, you know, my whole thing is, you can't say you want more money when you do these kinds of things. You know, you can have whatever views you want, but you shouldn't have them in class. So Phil spoke out against this, and this lady called in Regina, and she started yelling, and she knows Phil, and blah, blah, blah. And then she needs money is going to solve this problem. And then Rod heard it, and Rod listens, and he called in and said, it's not. Regina didn't show up today. She's driving to Phoenix, apparently, even though she said she'd be here. Rod showed up, um, and and Rod, we were talking, and you you said to Regina, you can't find enough teachers in TUSD because they are not, they are not hiring non-certified teachers. Um, and to me, I listen, I'm not doubting people. You get a teaching degree, I'm sure they teach you certain things and blah, blah, blah. But what's wrong with someone that has real-world experience teaching kids? Nothing, nothing. Right? In fact, you would think it's preferable. I would think so. 
Um, I often tell my, my kids, the only difference between you and I is, is I know what's waiting for you out there. You don't. Mm-hmm. And um, so that would be good. No, one of the few good things I think Ducey has done was he signed a, a, an order saying that they could hire non-certified but highly qualified. You still take exams and all mm-hmm. that. You have to have a degree in your area. Uh, and that they could hire them. TUSD refuses that. Now, my understanding is there's 2,000 unfilled positions. In the state of Arizona. In the state of Arizona. Yes. 1,000 of those happens to be a TUSD. 1,000? This is I didn't think my, it was that this, high. Yeah. Wow. Um, but my point is this could be solved very quickly and easy, but they refuse to hire non-certified people. And, you know, the, um, the certification program over at Pima before the crash in 2008, the, the head of that program confided in me that they were worried about discontinuing that program because nobody wanted to be a teacher. Well, then the crash came and everybody wanted to go for Everybody security. needs a job, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people flooded back in. Of course, they washed out over the following two to three years because they found out it wasn't their, their father's high school that they mm. were going to or their father's So is that what it is? I mean, part of it's salary, why it's hard to you know get teachers because they can go make money doing something else. I get mm-hmm. it. But part of it also is the fact that I mean, yeah, it's not your dad's high school. You can't, parents don't really want to take, uh, uh, not all parents, some parents don't want to really put any discipline into their kids and hold their kids accountable. And I'm sure also, I mean, I hear the horror stories and teachers saying they get attacked in school. That's unbelievable. And, 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 you know, and and administrators apparently don't want to get the teachers back, right? They're in, they're sandwiched, I think, to give them the benefit of the doubt. They're sandwiched between the board, the superintendents, the parents, and then the students. But a lot of te- what is called teaching today really is crowd control, unfortunately. And, you know, there's this cry now. One of the big things is we want less than 30 students in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Well, I have news for you. In Chicago, where I grew up, 30 was an average class size, and there was none of the problems that mm-hmm. we have today. Because so, kids w- listened. Nobody wants to listen nowadays. There was discipline and order, yeah. And that's the thing. Do you think it would be, you know, they don't want to kick kids out of school because they want to make sure they get their butts in the seat so they get federal tax dollars. And I get it. But shouldn't they... And you don't want to turn your back on a child, but at some point you have to say enough is enough. And I guess it's tough. Nobody wants to tell the kid you're out of here because you'll grow up to be nothing but a hoodlum on the street. But you're disrupting all the kids that want to learn and the teacher from doing their job. Well, let me tell you, as opposed to the charter schools, you can can get rid of kids uh, more easily. But in terms of the regular public schools, um, they literally, because I've, I've talked to the deans and the assistant principals, they literally have to build a, a legal file <laughs> like they're going to court. And it's wow. unbelievable the amount of paperwork and all that. But that could be reduced by the state legislature. And that should be one of the things that's part of it. You want more money? That should be part of it, too. And honestly, yes. teachers, I get mad the teachers don't demand that. We need to make it easier to get rid of disruptive kids. This was my point about the classroom. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a, to, to Regina when she called in on Friday. All right, I'll give you your money, and I'll give you your supplies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't buy supplies. I'm not going to. Um, one school where I was at refused to buy tissue, Kleenex. So I sent an email, and I told the kids I'll give you extra points if you bring in Kleenex. I still got Kleenex in my closet. Mm-hmm. So parents will respond, okay, to things like that. But you don't have paper, pencil, come on. You know, what's next? Clothes? Yeah, exactly. I don't have any clothes. All right, we'll clothe you. We're already feeding them. And years ago, I joked, well, the, the schools are going to begin potty training in, in the, the nursery mm-hmm. school level. And that was a joke. And I, my understanding is, is there actually, some schools actually do that. So the whole... 
range of parental responsibility has gradually been shrunken down mm-hmm. and uh it just it's not a good trend it really isn't so uh what's your real quick what's your take on the teachers do you think that they should be out there striking do you think this is an awkward time to do it right before school's done well the kids asked me that too and i said i'm not going to i've got a, again from a business point of view i've signed a contract mm-hmm. and um if they want to close the school and pay me that's fine <laughs> i'll yeah, take exactly. that but um, I don't think it's really going to accomplish much. And again, what's the agenda? And you, thanks to you, exposed the people behind this whole. And then it's what thing. sucks is that I get it. Nobody wants to feel like they're wrong or they've been taken. Nobody wants to feel oh, like they're no. taken advantage, so they no. get defensive at me and go, "But there's more. It's not just that guy. No, that guy's the leader. He's the one organizing all this. Absolutely he's, correct. He's the ringleader. That Noah Carvelis guy. Um, and what do you think of Phil? Because again, a lot of I got hit up by Sabino students on Twitter over the weekend that are supposed to call the show, which I was really looking forward to. Uh, and they haven't done it. Maybe they're still sleeping. Um, and then we had teachers. I mean, like Regina, she was very upset, you know, and, and no, no Sabino teacher wants to come on or anybody, you know, to, to take her place today. What was your, your take on Phil? I was um, extremely impressed with Phil. I would love to have a classroom full of Phil's, and it would definitely be a, a lively discussion, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, I just, I just uh, can't say enough about about him. I thought he was just, he was courageous to do what he did yeah. and to take the abuse that he's getting. Unfortunately, too many parents are telling their kids, and this is at the college level too, just be quiet, give them what they want, and go on. And mm-hmm. that's really not going to solve this larger problem here. It's also not teaching them to stand up for their own issues and principles. And critically think. And exactly, This is something that's gone out the window. I mean, it's in this age of uh, phones and uh, iPods and all of this. Uh, it's 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 a brain drain. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. I see it in these kids, and um, they think I'm all anti-tech because I, you know, <laughs> I said no. I have a phone, I have a computer, but it's not the center of my world. Exactly. And they just uh, they don't get it. There was just a study out by University of uh, California uh, State University at uh, San Diego about the detrimental effects of social media on mm. these kids and the kids who are out playing and interacting the way you and I, you played mm. hockey. You yeah. know, and the kids that are out doing that are much better adjusted, have better interpersonal skills, and are much happier I bet. as, as uh, individuals. I bet. They get out and socialize. Yeah. Imagine that. They get to grow. <laughs> Not to say it's bad. Listen, my son's five. He has an iPad. We took my iPad, and he's learned a lot. You know, He's mm-hmm. done a lot of educational things. That's great. We kick his butt outside. Go shoot, go shoot you people with your to. Nerf gun. You know, go, go play ball. Go do something. Oh, yeah, Nerf gun. Uh, all right, listen, Rod, I know you had to get to work, and I kept you a little bit too long, but thank you so much for giving your take on this. And we are more than willing to hear from teachers that disagree. You know, again, um, I, I, just, I just was hoping that we could get a discussion, but whatever, you know, go up there and strike and whatever. Good, you know, that'll be very productive. Rod, thank you for doing what you do, and you're giving people hope that there are good teachers out there well, with an you. open mind and, and a, a, a normal point of view. Thank you. You got thank it. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.